Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to today, the Andy. Friday morning episode. Did you notice Did you notice the huge yawn that I did just before we started? Yeah. There's I, a gap there. I, I think it's because of... Have you got pod fatigue? Because that is a thing, you know. You can get podding fatigue. It's a clinical condition. I, that I can't be a thing. I can't be a thing. Apparently, why, why would anyone ever tire of podding? In certain parts of North London, such as Islington and Stoke Newington, yeah. it's the most common complaint that all GP surgeries have to deal with because there's oh, so right. many men in North London who are, who are over-podding. Yeah. But, I mean, they're not built from the same tough materials that you and I are. No, no, I mean, it's, it's in my DNA, I think. I yeah. think that... But don't forget you're from a long line of, of men who worked in, in industrial jobs... Yeah, down in culpits so, and stuff. So, we, so, we, so you're hardy enough to deal with yeah. like daily podcasting. Plus, as well, men men of that stamp and of that class, they've got that um, that fork telling tradition in their mm. in their blood. Yeah, you know, they'd hand down stories and and, and shanties af- that have become popular again tellies. lately. They couldn't afford tellies. Yeah. Or radios, yeah. so all they had to entertain themselves when they weren't working, which was hardly ever. Was yeah. stories and shanties and yarns. Yeah, I mean they they work hard all day at the uh, the shipyards and down the mines, and then of course they'd go Foundry. to the pubs and mm. they'd all sing songs and tell tales to mm. one another to rapt audiences in the pubs. Uh, tales yeah. handed down to them from their forefathers. So that's kind of what I do. So a, yeah, a, a lot of miners it. and steel workers and and dock workers actually ended up becoming when when Thatcher. Um, got rid of a lot of those industries in the 80s and yeah. a lot of them had to basically retrain um, yeah. and a lot of them retrained as singer-songwriters yeah, because it was, a natural, yeah. it was a natural segue. You know, it was. In, in the tradition of like Cat Stevens, James Taylor, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, they, mm-hmm. they sort of became like that and just told Randy stories. Newman. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Just, just with like a guitar or piano. Yeah. Gather round. Gather round ye workers, I have a tale to tell. That yeah. kind of caper. Yeah. What was that? Do you, do you remember that ITV kids programme? The, the storyteller. I am the a storyteller story and my story uh, must be told. Mate, In- can we start opening the podcast with that? <laughs> what was it he said? And he said something like, in Sweden, I am Johan. In England, I am John. <laughs> so he was he was a man of many cultures and countries. And he was he was always walking along dressed up a bit like Robin Hood but with a guitar. He was. He was, yeah. I didn't like him, I thought he was creepy. I thought he was a cunt. Yeah, he's a cunt. But, uh, I don't want to hear your stories, I bet they're shit. Yeah. But you haven't got one story about your a mate at school shitting out of a tree for a oh, bet. Exactly. 
No, they're all stories about a talking fox, you fucking prick. Yeah, exactly. It's always a fucking but, talking uh, frog. I've heard it. I've had it up to here with these talking magical frogs. I think he was just called the storyteller. I mean, fucking hell, you know, come up with a fucking more uh, original Mate, title this than that. Is, this segues really well into some content that I want to discuss with you today. Mm, all right. Um, Len has had. I, I'm aware that we haven't had a lot of Earth Tournament stuff uh, recently. Yeah. Although that's about to change because Earth Tournament kicks off <laughs> in just a couple of months in oh, Croatia. Yes. Just a couple of months. Uh, I can't wait that long. Well, I think there's a draw in a couple of weeks for the group stages, and then we'll mm. all start getting content then before the action actually starts. Is, th- is there a new now, update on the the Monty Moore situation? Because that that kicked off a while ago, and you tweeted about it, but I can't remember what. Exactly what happened. I don't think there was Monty any. Monty Moore's f- fell out with um, with his old mate Jeffrey Skate. Yeah. Um, after they both lost their jobs with England, and Jeffrey Skate got employed as the manager of Hammersmith United by Spencer hmm. Whitehouse, who had bought Hammersmith, who'd retired and then power played his own club uh, by buying <laughs> it and sacking his own manager and replacing him with the England manager. And I can't remember why. I think Monty Moores was moved up to a um, sort of some kind of director of football role at Hammersmith United, but they fell out. And I think he, I think he's moved to Barnes, which is their mortal rival. So, yeah, right. there's a there's a big fucking beef going on there. And I tried to remember this morning who England's new manager was, and Len couldn't remember his name, but he said that he was a a Spaniard who'd managed the Chilean national type, uh, side previously, which I don't Let, know. I mean, to me, that doesn't sound like... his name. No, he says he's Let's got it men, written down. He's meant to know all of this stuff. What? He says he's got it in his notes somewhere. Oh, OK, right, good. But listen, Len's had a very productive week creatively. He's had what can only be called as, described as a creative spurt this week, mm. right? Must be hormonal, I don't know. Um, you might have seen that he did a business deck, which I put on yeah. the Top Flight Time Machine um, thing, which was which was good. Um, Very good, I thought, yeah. It was a rigorous... I was surprised about his insight to the world of business. So if you want to see that, that's on our Instagram account. But he also um, has created a new cartoon strip, which I thought might be of interest to you and the listeners, uh, yes. which he showed me. Um, yes, it was. On, on the computer. And the name of it is Space John. Right, and it's amazing because what it is is it's Space John, right? <laughs> and it's about an alien. It, it's a comic strip, an alien, but the alien has a. He's a really terrifying alien. Actually, he looks like I'll, I'll post the pictures on Instagram. He looks <laughs> okay. like a sort of a. I don't know where he got the image from. He must got a Google image or something like that. But it's sort of like a really scary, evil-looking skeleton that's inside a bubble floating in space. Right. Wow! Oh, I need to waving. see this. He's waving, right? He's, he and sounds he, a bit like Major Tom. This is this is Len's is like boy that, era. But, but what this is is right. Each episode, there's only been two to space, creatives. John. John, there's a yeah. That was the original working title <laughs> of space, whatever that song's called. Space on the sea. I've, I've got this song right as about a spaceman, and I'm calling <laughs> him Space John. <laughs> there's a tune. Crowd control to space, John. Maybe we like it. We like it, David Bowie. But it doesn't quite scan. Can you lengthen it? Scanning's overrated. I'm not. I'm. I'm avant garde. I'm not interested in scanning. Right. 
But Space John, these comic strips, there's only been two. And yeah. the format is that Space John is floating around in space and he, mm-hmm. he basically has a chat show where he interviews other people he encounters in space. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. So, but he's got a catchphrase that I think could <clears throat> go, I, well, look, I'll just, I won't, I won't big it up. I'll just tell you how it goes. Space John, episode one, in a, in a faraway galaxy, right? And then you see Space John, this skeleton in a bubble. And he says, hi, I'm back today and I am interviewing Jeff, right? Then this green alien appears, Space right? Jeff? Yeah, uh, presumably. And he says, hi. Now, here's the crucial bit. The next panel of this cartoon strip, he's made it on an app, you know, uh, comic, whatever it's called. You get it on a map, right? Uh, uh, yeah. The next strip, next panel, Space John is still in his bubble and the interview begins. And this is how Space John begins this interview and I've since discovered every single other interview he does. He <laughs> says the following to Jeff. What's your objective? That's all he says. <laughs> that, that's the beginning and the end of every interview Space John that's does in his comic strip, Space that's John. It. Right? Yeah. And uh, in this case, Jeff says to eat cheese. And then it cuts back to Space John. Final panel, the payoff, if you will. And Space John at this stage is holding a chunk of, you know, holy Swiss cheese. Classic bit of Swiss cheese. I was going to say, when you said chunk, I, said, I was going to say space cheese. Yeah, space cheese. And he says, and the payoff gag is, he just simply says, you're in luck. And that's the end, right? And I thought, that's good. But then, then the next episode, Space John's back. And it says, in a galaxy far away, as usual. And Space John says, today I will be interviewing Mike, right? Presumably Space Mike. Space Mike. And there's, there's another alien. And he goes, hello. Next panel, Space John. What's your objective? <laughs> <laughs> and Space Mike says, to destroy a planet. And it goes back to Space John. And Space John says, oh, I forgot to show you my iPhone 11. I don't know why he says that. But. Obviously, as Britain's best journalist, I am well. My cat, my journalistic catchphrase is well known. Tell me it, right? Yes. And I always thought the good thing about tell me it was it cuts straight to the chase. There's no yeah. fucking around at the beginning of an interview asking questions that you know aren't really going to yeah. end up in the final cut. But yeah. you just say tell me it, right? Yeah. But I think, I think my son, aged only nine, has come up. With, you've, I think it puts out of business your Graham Nortons, your Jonathan Rosses, uh, every yeah. your Piers Morgans, everyone, because yeah. that is the only line you need really in any mm. interview, and anything other than that question is just frivolous and cosmetic. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If Parky, I mean, I've in all those classic interviews he yeah. did with Muhammad Ali or John Lennon or whatever in the sixties and in the seventies. If he'd just come on, ladies and gentlemen, Muhammad Ali, and Muhammad Ali comes on, sits down, and Parky mm-hmm. just says, what's your objective? What's your objective? Because that's all that's really relevant. Yeah. That's the only relevant question for any of us, isn't it? What is and your then, objective? And then do that thing, which is sometimes regarded as a power player, where if you don't get everything you want, you just stay silent and you wait for them to say more. Yeah. And that's all you or, do all the way through. Do a pack until they're man. exhausted. Leave a long pause. Mm. Stare at them unblinking, 
And when it gets really, really uncomfortable, eventually just say, what's your objective? But slightly quieter. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And each time make it more quiet. As if to say that that first chunk of answer you gave me wasn't enough. Yeah. What's your objective? And that is a power play. I I see again. What's your objective? That's like, uh, because Noel Edmonds did that to me in my interview. He said to me, I can't remember the full context, but I remember him saying to me, let me ask you something. What are you? And I said, oh, Uh I'm a man. And he went, no, what are you? And I went, "Um, I'm a father. He went, no, 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 no. No. What are you? Right. And he kept fucking asking. In the end, I was just like, I don't know what you want me to say. And then he started describing how I I was made. I made a, ah, I don't know anything anymore. Apparently, it was what I was was a millions of tiny molecules or something. Some bullshit. Weren't you interviewing him? Yeah, yeah, but that's the classic fucking power play. That I went into it knowing he's exactly the sort of guy who's going to try and start interviewing me, which is the classic mm. thing that seasoned celebrities yeah. do to try and just throw you off the fucking scent. He should have known I didn't have a scent in the first place to be thrown off. Yeah, and it, that's why that's why you're doing the interviewing because you've got nothing of yeah. your own. Yeah, but you know, I think just turn up and say, what's your objective? objective? I'm really bowled over by that. And I think that it needs to become, I mean, I'll be honest, if we still had a merch shop, which at the moment we don't, what's Mm. your objective would be fucking going straight on there. I mean, did we explain that? We've we've had, let's just say we've come to the end of our arrangement with the Latvians, uh, partly due to Brexit, partly due to one or two other issues. Um, Things got a little bit partly due heated. to the just dress lifestyle, and I didn't feel that they were on board with the just dress lifestyle. They were, mm. they were. It was, it was causing too too much non rest. Yeah, yeah. It was. It got slightly heated, and um, tempers got frayed. But um, yeah, it but might they, end they up in the know. courts. I mean, they do have our addresses, but they're not. Well, let them come. I'm not scared of Latvians. Mm. Well, they'll not get in. They'll not get over the border. Yeah, they'll have, to, they'll have to stay in some kind of fucking hotel for two weeks first. If you're listening to this, Latvians, uh, I've got my old friend, Uncle John Terminator, who would mm-hmm. be delighted to meet you all if you want to pay me a fucking visit. Yeah. Yeah, I've thrown the gauntlet down there. Yeah, I don't think we should see You'll break more. contracts, Sam Delaney, you stupid podcast man. I'm, uh, I'm not prepared to see what I've got. I'm not going to tell them what I've got. Weaponized flasks. I mean, the Terminator's it's public domain, isn't it? So they, they know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone, I don't care but, who knows um, about the Terminator. I'm Let them all know. What I've got. They might think twice. There's another bit of uh, Len content, because like I say, it's been a creative spurt. Do you want to hear it? It's a, of course It's I do. an article he had to write for, for school. Of course I do. Uh, he, they, they, were, they were told to write a news story, right? You know that. We all have had to do that at school of course before, we haven't have. we? It's it's. I mean, right. you, you'll have been the same as me. This is one of the things that sparked our imaginations as oh, yes, so writers and journalists getting to do this. I I loved it. I remember at primary school when they said we're doing a newspaper, we're doing a class newspaper, yeah. and they did, held an election for the editor, and uh, can you hear me? No. I think I'm back. Can you hear me? You back? Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, they held an election for the editor and deputy editor. Um, mm. Except my teacher, who obviously knew nothing about how newspapers worked, <laughs> said that the deputy editor was called a sub-editor, which... Oh, Obviously, that's not what a sub-editor is. It's not the correct terminology, is it? <laughs> I've been thinking of writing a letter, if she's still alive, to say, you actually, I am now a very successful journalist, and you <laughs> miseducated us all about what, what the roles were within a news organisation. Anyway, I got the sub-editor or deputy editor's gig, which I was a bit gutted about, because I already had a strong instinct that I was a budding, talented yeah. Man of printed words. It's in your right. bones, isn't it? You just know. It, it was. Yeah. I was just born with it. Right. Anyway, I really like that. Yeah, it's great. It was one of the best memories of school. Anyway, this is that Len's article, which I think's just. I think it's just a really interesting story, Andy. The headline okay. he's gone for is tennis. For. Tennis takes the biscuit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And this is uh, this is it. Local tennis star Jeff Rosemary. Stole fifty million pounds and seventy biscuits on the weekend, and has been sentenced. <laughs> and has been sentenced to three years in prison, which is not bad considering the amount of money he needs. Exactly. Yeah. Um, to tell you more about the crime is our reporter Lenny Delaney. So he's written a little stand first there. So straight away, it's quite mm. professional. Here's the article though. At 7 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, 7th of February, James Wright came downstairs to have a swim in his private swimming pool. Ooh. <laughs> when, I'm for a swim. In my private swimming pool. Not at the fucking council one. Fuck that. It's full of fucking athletes' foot and old plasters. Seven I'm having a swim in my private swimming pool. <laughs> I could have done it at fucking 5 a.m. if I wanted to. Uh-huh. Open 24 hours for yours truly. <laughs> It would be funny if you had a swimming pool, but you always referred to it as your private swimming pool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even around your own house to your own family. Yeah. Should we uh, have a go in the private swimming pool? (laughs) Anyway, he he went for a swim in his private swimming pool when he found that all of his chocolate digestives had gone. He also discovered that when he tried to buy a pram for his newborn son, Bill Mm. Ainsley Wright, the double-barreled there, his bank account... Only had thirteen pounds on it. What the fuck? Hey, he's gone to his missus. Have you? <laughs> My money's all gone. Did you take a lot of money out of the main current account yesterday? <laughs> I had million. fifty million in there. <laughs> I was keeping it. <laughs> I had just over fifty million. Now, according to the app, it must be a mistake by the bank. <laughs> There's only thirteen quid. I'm going to buy a pram for our Billy. There's no way I can get a pram for thirteen quid. Ah. Oh. Right, I'm going to have to fucking go for a swim in the private swimming pool. <laughs> Think about it. Right, he goes, um, when the police found the missing biscuits, oh, they discovered them, they hadn't been eaten, um, they saw young tennis star Jeff Rosemary's fingerprints on them. Uh-uh. Mm. You know what you should have done. If you mm. steal biscuits, first thing you do, hide them in your guts. Of course. He had left he them done? lying around uneaten with his fingerprints on it's it's his, it's his big mistake. He's took the money, but then he's got greedy and he's had to take the biscuits as well. You've just nicked 15 million quid. You can buy any biscuits, biscuits you want. It. It's the fucking arrogance of it. And don't Do you know forget, I mean? this this guy is a tennis star, right? Yeah. So he, if he's on the ATP... I knew a guy once who was very like, you know, he was British number 40 at his highest, right? Yeah. 
and he went sometimes on the tennis tour, yeah, mm. and you could make decent money just by being on it as a quite lowly player. Do you know what and I mean? They probably give you free biscuits as well oh, when you're yeah. on the tour. So fuck knows what's going on with Jeff Rosemary. Well, let's find out there's more of this story. So they found his fingerprints, right, on the uh, biscuits. And he says, uh, mm. it has also been known that the tennis player is low on cash due to throwing <laughs> large parties. <laughs> Yet he was spotted buying three Ferraris the day after the robbery. Three Ferraris, throw please. Party. I'm going to throw a party. What kind of party? Summer party? Birthday party? No, large party. Yeah. It's going to cost me... I'm, 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 I'm literally cleaning out my old bank account to pay for it. Every it's penny I've got is going on this one. Got to be large. Morning, Jeff. What can I do for you? Three Ferraris, please. I thought <laughs> Red, you were blue, low on green. cash after all them large parties. Yeah, don't worry about that. Let's just say I've had a bit of a windfall. <laughs> <laughs> to the tune of... Don't tell anyone... To the tune of 50 million quid. <laughs> and seven biscuits. <laughs> and 70 biscuits. <laughs> Don't mention it to anyone, mind. Just get the three Ferraris three, ready for the for, three for, for, for lunchtime. And three million, you. you don't say anything, you can come to my next large party, right? VIP. Yeah. Which, believe it or not, is going to be a Ferrari party. <laughs> Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Jalapeño. Mr. Rosemary will be taken to court on Friday, and if he's guilty, he'll be sentenced to three years in prison. When speaking to one of our interviewers, Mr. Wright said... I have withdrawn some money from the bank and bought some more biscuits. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just disappointed that there were no more chocolate digestives in the shop. And we know why. <laughs> Matey boy's fucking bought them all, hasn't he? He's an addict. Right, the tennis star is selling his house now to try and get more money. But he's only had one bid so far. Oh, and then there's a picture of um, an empty interior of a very fancy home. And there's a mm. caption underneath that just says James Wright's house after the robbery. 
So clearly, yeah. Ivory lives very minimally, like some rich yeah. people do, or he's that what's his name Jeff Rosemary has nicked all the fucking furniture and fittings as well well that's an added detail that wasn't mentioned isn't it he just took the biscuits unless he's got to sell all the stuff quickly to try and raise some cash yeah because but, um, it's a lot of money to lose 50 million overnight and the ba- it's not the sort of money that the bank are going to make a quick decision on giving back to you like I no. had whatever 400 quid nicked that time when I was done over by some Croatians at a cash point which I've told yeah. you about yeah. and that that I mean, that was in 2001, and it took me a good, like, three months for HSBC to agree. I'm sure I'm sure the procedures are better and smoother now because fraud has increased to such a huge extent. Mm. But back then, it took fucking months of me talking to them and submitting all sorts of forms before they agreed to give me the money back. Yeah, 50 million quid. They're, they're not just going to go, yeah, 50 million, no problem, mate, it's nicked. We're insured up to the balls here. You can have it back. Yeah, within 24 hours. But uh, they're probably trying try to grind you down with all that months and months of questions and forms and stuff. What, so you just give up? That that, that's, yeah. Do you think that's actually, that's the policy? Do you think that's what it is? Could be. Could be. First form, top first question, what is your objective? <laughs> Get me 400 that's quid it. back. No- no more questions. That's it, just a big gap all the way down. Four pages, and it's just don't a think, square where you've got filling. Don't you think the world would be so much of a better, easier place to navigate if everyone was more like Space John? I think and so, just, yeah. And just always, you know, imagine diplomat. Imagine Brexit, right? How many mm. years did that take in? It took four years, didn't it? Four and a half mm. years to get Brexit done, Right. Why didn't someone just walk into the room the day after the referendum and give it the old, what is your objective, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the French but, could have answered, or the, whoever was representing the EU, I just think of it as the French, right? <clears throat> They'd have gone, uh, do a squeeze, squeeze your rust beefs until the pips squeak. And then our man, in his bowler hat, could have said, yeah. well, I appreciate your honesty, um, monsieur. Uh, and he goes, and tell me, Rusbiff, what is your objective? Yeah. To leave the iron grip of the <laughs> European Union. To re-establish and this- sovereignty and take <laughs> control of our borders. Your and move. most of all, the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I, there's, there's far too much talking anywhere, everywhere. If every conversation and encounter began with, what's your objective? You just cut mm. through all of the flim-flam and the noise, get mm. to the meat of it, and then we'd all be a lot better off. What's Andy, let me ask you this. What's your objective? My objective, Sam, is to just rest. Yeah. There you go. I was hoping you'd say that. Mine is to my objective. I can be a bit more specific. Yeah. Retirement to me or mate. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's all encompassing, isn't it? Yeah, it basically everything we're doing, including sitting here now recording that. this podcast, is all about my Majorcan end game. Yeah, exactly. That, Same here. That is well, well, I think we should look into Space John doing a podcast. <laughs> It'll be better than ours. We oh, do way too animation. much talking. Yeah, a short animation or something like that. Uh, did you? You didn't um, elaborate on. Uh, Len's business plan, did you? Well, it's up on the Instagram, but... I've got it in front of me. I'll just just read the... Yeah, you tell uh, us about it, yeah. uh, What are they called? Slides? They're called slides, aren't they? I'm not really... Yeah, he did it it on PowerPoint. 
Yeah. He did it on PowerPoint, so, yeah. I'm looking at it. We've got what looks like a big planet with a circle around it, like Saturn. Got a big mm. ring around it, but then it's got lots of tiny subplanets also in its orbit, which looks really mm. impressive. And it says business. And then underneath in smaller letters it says, It's totally boring. <laughs> good start. Yeah, very good start. <laughs> then the first the first uh slide uh, is entitled Scams. And there's two <laughs> points here. It says we need to stop people pretending to be us on Facebook and selling puppies. <laughs> is that something that's been happening? I don't know. <laughs> Secondly, and this is my favourite bit. Secondly, we should scam people. <laughs> yeah, never mind them scamming us. Let's turn the fucking tables and scam turn them. On its head. Scam the scammers. <laughs> <laughs> they won't see. It. They won't see it coming. <laughs> and then, next one, money. <clears throat> he's mm, just come excellent. up. There are two laws to money, and he's just mm. got them here. One, yeah. it is required. Two. <laughs> We should not give it away. <laughs> That's all you need. Do you know what? A few people online have suggested that it is required is another potential T-shirt catchphrase <laughs> up there with what is your what's your objective? <laughs> and then next one, next slide, hiring people. One, hire Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Two, also hire Donald Trump. This is where I feel it begins to fall apart a little bit. Well, I've got a, I've got an epilogue to it that I can All tell right. you, but ca- carry on to the last slide. Uh, and then the final one, my opinion, is kind of summing it all up. In conclusion, I think it's the end of Selfish Freaks and Co. Now, mm. who are they? Well, that is the business that he is um, parodying, right? Yeah. So right. it turns out that this is not his business slide. This was like... This is he's, he's making a point about mm. big corporations, right. um, and the moral vacuum they operate in, mm. and the impact that they have over the rest of us. That that appeared to be his point because I said, mm. "What's all this about hiring Donald Trump?" It's really funny, and he went, "Well, it's not me, is it?" He goes, "The whole point is the company is called what? It, what's it called again? Selfish, Sel- selfish freaks and co. Selfish freaks and co." <laughs> he said, "The whole thing is it's about a company called Selfish Freaks and Co." And that's why they would hire bastards. Because he, by the way, obviously he hates Trump, but he also hates Bezos. Yeah. He's got a real thing for Bezos. I mean, a, a lot of people have. Yeah. I'm not as angry about Bezos as I am about Trump. But anyway, that, yeah. that's that's it. So so I can see why it might have lost you. But the whole the, you, once you know that, you can read the business presentation in a different context. But some mm. of it still rings true. We should not give away. But even that, because it's selfish freaks. So yeah. he he's probably aware that corporations exist only to make profit to give to their shareholders, yeah? Mm-hmm. And that's the only motivation. And the, um, part and parcel of that is they will, of course, do everything in their power to reduce the amount of tax they pay. Yeah. And you know, and then and then of course the amount they give away to charities and so forth too. So, you we know, not give it the, the law is that one of those laws is correct. It is required because it fucking is. There's no getting away from it. I wish it yeah. wasn't, but it is. Um, but we should not give it away. Well, sometimes you should give money away, shouldn't you? Well, of course, yeah. Mm. But not if you're a corporation like this. They don't bother. Selfish freaks and co. Yeah, they they would be a good replacement for legs and core on top of the pops, the dancers. They would. Selfish I'm also thinking I quite 
I think that planet is his corporate logo, but it could do some working on and, uh, again, yeah. T-shirt opportunity. But it's fair to say this young man is going to go a long way, I think. And, well, it's uh, been a lot of output will, this week, hasn't it? He will dwarf anything that we've achieved with this podcast. Oh, yeah, I think he already has, to be honest. <laughs> mm. um, was there anything else you wanted to add before we do the predictions? Funnily enough, my daughter, who, who veers between um, sort of not wanting to be ever spoken about, right? Mm. Fair enough. She she treasures her privacy, right? Mm-hmm. And she also, as is well documented, has n- no respect, in fact, nothing but disdain for how I spend my days and yeah. how I earn a living, right? And that's all fair and understandable. Um, and so she doesn't want me talking about her at all on any podcast. Mm. Uh, but at the same time... Part of her is annoyed that I will talk about Len and Len's out. Not her, yeah, and not her, right? And I go, well, it's because I'm too scared, and I know you don't want me to, and I respect that. Whereas Len is, within reason, happy for me to discuss his content, right? Yeah, and um, sometimes he has got the ump because he gets really angry if I make a mistake about the details to do with um, <laughs> Earth Tournament or Big Galaxy, and then he you goes mental about, about him, it. But you have to be completely accurate. I have to be so accurate, and it's hard. Fair enough. It's hard Fair enough. Whereas Coco's like, no, no, don't, don't, don't talk about me. But funny enough, this morning I said, oh, I'm doing a podcast. Can I? Can you quickly call up those Space John s- <clears> stories you've done? because I want to mm. take a picture of them. I didn't tell him why. I said, oh. and she overheard it, and she went, don't let him, Len. He's only doing it for profit. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically true. Well, yeah. Mining again, his intellectual I mean, property. Yeah, but this is the same. I get the same thing with my kids, but at the end of the day, the profit that... They, they don't regard me as a serious figure at all. They don't regard no. what I do for a living as being... In any no. way, shape, or form, serious. It's a ludicrous no. conceit. But as I always say, it pays for the clothes on your back and the fun. And that also, you, have. you so know, good, suck it up. Good. But the other thing is, good. I mean, I suppose we would say this, but you, you have to understand. You know, kids should understand that if they fall prey to the conspiracy of you know the the, the modern extreme capitalist world we live in, mm. then. They will believe that being taken seriously or regarded as as a serious person, right, mm. um, is an extremely important thing. And I'm not saying it's not important. Some people do want to be. Reg- I mean, you kind of want your doctor to be a vaguely serious person. You don't want him to be like Patch Adams, that fucking twat who Robin Williams played in the film. Fucking balloon animal cunt. Yeah. yeah, fuck all that, right? <clears throat> I don't want to fucking run them doctors. But on the whole, it doesn't. it's not the be-all and end-all of life. It's like I've always I've said it before to you, is that one of the things that's really overrated in life is dignity. What? I mean, you're coming from a position where you... you... That's what you're going to see, isn't it? Because you're so little. What, just because I'm sat here covered in my own excrement and you can see that? Yeah, (laughs) again. No, I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with dignity, but if you're constantly, well, I mean, to do that would be undignified, right? You, You get into that world where you're just thinking the whole time about how other people perceive you, right? And that yeah. you need to give off an impression of some kind of like 
impervious perfection at all times. And mm. if you become preoccupied with giving off that impression to the outside world constantly, it's exhausting and you it doesn't really yourself. mean... It doesn't... Yeah, you destroy yourself because you're not living life on your own terms. Yeah. You're not taking account of what you find fulfilling in life. You're taking account of, of how you can play a part for other people that society has told you you should play. Someone yeah? else's grand dance... But we've said exactly. this before, and this is something that comes with, <clears throat> let's say, our advancing years. Mm. The the, uh, the giving a fuck about what people think about you just disappears once you get into your forties, and it it's does. incredibly freeing. So isn't liberating, it? Yeah. yeah, totally liberating. So, I mean, if I'm honest, <clears throat> not to get too deep into it, but it also played a, a part in me being able to eventually give up drinking. I found it harder when I was younger, even though I had tried before and wanted to. Yeah, because you know the truth is. Peer pressure, whether you oh, think yeah. you're above it or not. Yeah. And I would have claimed when I was younger, I was totally above that, right? And yeah. that nothing was to do with peer pressure. But that, the older I get, I think... I remember my dad saying once, we were talking about someone we both knew who was who was having trouble with alcoholism. And, um, and he goes, uh, oh, uh, he goes, he said something like, oh, I'm going to write him a letter. And I said, oh, yeah? Because he knew they were struggling. And I said, what are you going to put in it? Because I'm thinking... He doesn't quite... What's your objective? What's your objective? And he went, well, I don't quite know what. I just want them to know that I'm thinking of them and I care about them. Yeah. And then he went, and I thought, fucking hell, that's quite nice of him. Right? And then, But then he ruined it by going, but I mean, then again, what are you going to say? I mean, drinking too much is just for idiots, isn't it? I mean, you only do it when you're at school to try and show off to your mates. <laughs> I went, do you know what I said to him? I went, Dad, please... <laughs> Please don't write that letter. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> right? No, I will. But actually, the truth is, that there is a lot of truth in the fact that that's why a lot of us start drinking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And once yeah. you... and But if I was in my 20s and teens, I'm not going to fucking cut down drinking then because you think, ah, and I'd become a rat boring cunt. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And then if you do, if you're in them circles and you do pack it and you're just all the time, you go, ah, go on, have a drink. Yeah, yeah. Go on, what's yeah. the matter with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's not just that I stop caring what people think. It's also mm. my peers are now of a maturity that it just isn't... They, they just couldn't give a fuck. That's that's the other thing. They couldn't give it... You know, you, I never get that, and I never did, because yeah. they're just I don't care, mate. They'll sort of yeah, be exactly. like, I'm happy in my, my fucking drink for me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, what, why would it bother them? But, yeah, just... Yeah, giving a shit about what other people think is so suffocating, but it's understandable and it's very. I mean, I say to my kids, you probably say this to your kids as well. You go, they'll, you know, if they're having a tough time and mates or people at school are being mean, which happens to all kids mm -hmm. uh, um, from time to time, but it's very hard when you're a parent to know it's happening. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you're sort of, you feel powerless. And what you often say is, you find yourself saying, well, you should just not care what other people think. And then, we, and then, and then I actually caught myself saying that to my daughter yeah. the other day about so, And I just laughed as soon as I said it and just went, actually, that's just fucking... I said, that's just a classic thing that a parent says to, her, yeah. to their kids. As if you yeah. just go... As if she's going to say, I go, oh, fuck, all yeah, right, oh, all right, I will. <laughs> fuck, I wish you'd said that sooner. Oh, all my problems are yeah. over. So it's not the best advice. It's just no. an observation, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really good advice, but it doesn't come to you when you're 12. It'll yeah. come to I you mean, when you're 42. I, I think my daughter's smart enough to 
uh, understand that it's probably true, mm. but achieving it is a whole fucking it's different, different thing, thing isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, of course. Um, should we do some football predictions before we go? Yeah, we just didn't do them last week because the episode went out early and we forgot to do them. But um, yeah. good, kind of duty bound, I suppose. Here we go. Random uh, fixture generators come up with this weekend's fixtures. Uh, first of all, Southampton versus Wolves. I'm sure these fuckers played each other earlier in the week. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, maybe it was in the cup. Oh, yeah, was it? it was in the FA Cup, mate. There's, there's too much fucking football, Sam. Yeah, it's confusing. But I don't pay attention to any football other than West Ham. So it, that's the way I keep it limited. But you, there's almost too much West Ham. I'm constantly going to my missus. Oh, I'm watching. She goes, what should we watch tonight? You know, we'll mm. have a Netflix thing on the go or whatever. And I'll go, oh, sorry, West, West Ham on tonight. She's yeah. like, oh, fuck, again? Fucking mm-hmm. hell, you're, you're on the box every night. Anyway, uh, Southampton Wolves, I'm going to say 2-1 Southampton. 2-1 Southampton. I will say uh, 2-2. don't know why. It's a very... Rare result. Leicester versus Liverpool. I'll go first on this one. Uh, Liverpool. Ooh, tricky. Leicester. Really good. I'm going to go 1-1. It's really hard to call this. They're Isn't both it? actually Probably quite unpredu- un- unpredictable. Mm. Leicester sometimes do get beat. And Liverpool getting beat a lot. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to say... Leicester 1, Liverpool 2. Okay. Uh, on to the uh, the legal derby, I think they call it. West Ham versus Sheffield United. Oh Usually my played God. out in the how courtrooms. Much, how much have we recorded so far? Mm, 39 in, minutes. Oh, we're, we're, you, well over time. Yeah, just, so this is no time line, to please. open that can of worms. No, I'll say 3-0 West Ham. <laughs> I'm going to say 2-0 West Ham. Um, Sunderland versus Doncaster. Sunderland on the back of uh, a two-one defeat at Shrewsbury the other night. Fucking hell! Um, uh, I think we'll get something out of this. We'll win this two-nil. Okay, I'm going to say one-all. It's always one-all. I don't know why I didn't mm-hmm. say that. And finally, Reading versus Millwall. Uh, Reading versus Millwall. Oh, I hate Reading, but not as much as I hate Millwall. I'm going to say 2-0 Reading. 2-0 to Reading. I'm going to say 0-0. There we go. That's the res- the predictions for the weekend. That's about it. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody. And um, make your objectives clear wherever possible. Goodbye. Bye-bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.